Okay, I'm going to do a whistle-stop tour of, of SEO. Um, Ellie, I might actually borrow you to fire up my presentation because uh, I'm not at all technical, right? <coughs> Max, I don't understand Max. Um, just to give you some background while, while, we're, while we're bringing this, this up, credibility, if you like, it's, it's not a sales pitch, but I just want to explain a little bit. My background is um, White Hat SEO, SEO, right? So it's, we're, we're from the world of SEO. Um, I've been working in that sector for over 10 years. Um, I actually teach SEO at UCL. SEO at UCL. I teach inbound marketing, actually, at, um, at UCL. Welcome, everybody. I wanted to welcome you to the London Hug event. My name is David Winehouse. I'm coming to you from Cambridge, Massachusetts, and my role is as the global lead for partner sales training at HubSpot. Now, that means I work with a lot of salespeople, both within HubSpot as well as selling for agencies, and Clue had asked me to share one quick sales tip with everybody here today. So I want to give you three questions that you can think about as you go out and do discovery calls with your prospects. So your first meeting with your prospects, this is what I want going through your minds, these three questions. Those questions are, does my prospect actually need help? Do they actually want my help? And finally, can I help them? Keeping these three questions in mind will keep you asking questions and learning about your prospect and, in fact, if they have true need, as opposed to pitching to your prospects and telling them why you're so great. Do more listening. Do less talking. You'll have better sales calls and spend your time with better prospects who actually need your help. All right, guys, thanks again for coming. Thanks to Cluid and his team for organizing today's event. We love hugs here at HubSpot. It's a way for the community to connect and get better together. And again, we thank you for coming. Enjoy today's session. There's a lot of truth in that. You know, David Winehouse is on the sales team. He does sales enablement training. But what he was saying there is completely applicable to the marketing message, which is help people first. Yeah, help people first. And if that's video, it's a fantastic opportunity. So going back to actually what I'm supposed to be talking about is SEO. The problem with SEO is that it's confusing, it's technical, or it's perceived as being, and you don't know who to trust. There's a lot of historically spammers out there. There's a lot of people who really don't know what they're doing and shouldn't be doing it anyway. Um, so if you look at my background and what I've just mentioned, I'm not going to be able to cover all of that in 10 minutes, five minutes that's left. So what I'm going to give you is a strategy. I love these Americans. Strategy. Um, and some guidelines so that you can actually go off and do some of this stuff yourself. Again, just to, to finish on the credibility thing, we spoke about real estate and how do you compete in a, in a tough market. Um, well, there isn't much tougher market than competing with other marketers, right? Um, London is full of marketing agencies. 
they are all got SEO experts. Some of them are even dressed up in white coats and carrying test tubes and calling themselves laboratory uh, guys. And they're good. These guys are good. You know, I'm, I'm not putting people down, but there's a lot of good people out there. Um, they're competent. They now follow industry best practice because if they don't, they end up getting um, hurt and their, their clients get hurt. So how do you rise above all the other marketers? So if you go to Google, you, hopefully this works, you go to Google and you type in inbound marketing agency London, so you're competing with everybody else in this space, you'll find out that White Hat is number one for that, not just on the first page, we are number one. So how do we do that? Let me, let me talk you through. Um, so firstly, you've got to learn from the industry. You saw this guy's face earlier on, uh, Whiteboard Fridays is the hint uh, does anybody know his name? Good, 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 excellent, excellent. Rand Fishkin, um, the Wizard of Moz. <laughs> it's actually his job title. If there's anybody out there who's a guru of gurus, it's Rand. Right? He knows more about this subject than I ever will, or anybody else ever will. He's data-driven, he's analytics-driven. Uh, he's the founder of Moz. Interestingly enough, I didn't re realize he was also the founder of, of inbound.org al along with one of the, the HubSpot team. Um, so Google him, follow him, read what he says, and if he says do something, then just do it because <laughs> you don't really need me to tell you that. Um, but he's more, like I say, more of a guru. Anybody else? It gets harder. I've got three of these. Very well done. Very well done, Neil Patel. Um, if you actually want some practical guidelines on what to do, go to neilpatel.com or Quicksprout, which is his commercial site. The man is pr prolific. If there is an industry about creating content online, this man does it. He pr produces so many videos, he produces so much content, huge quality. Nothing is cheap and cheerful. It is well-researched. It is detailed. It is massively useful. It is multilingual. Everything he does goes out in at least six languages. It might be up to eight. His n stated goal in terms of where he wants to be in terms of rankings and everything else is to outperform HubSpot. Now, Many of you know HubSpot, right? You know how much content they produce. You know what they, they, the teams and everything else and what they've got involved. He's not far away. Now, he's, he's probably around the sixth in terms of volume, um, um, in terms of what he gets to his sites um, compared to HubSpot. And he is catching up on them. So go to his blog, subscribe to it, listen to what he says. There's loads of really, really useful stuff there. I mean, you, you've, you've seen it, right? Yeah, okay. But it's a volume play. Everybody that I've talked to that's hired an SEO company in the past said, oh, you need to blog twice a week, twice a day. Stop what you're doing, blog, right? Um, Neil Patel is probably the, uh, the epitome of that, but it has to be high quality. Final one, slightly more difficult, anybody? Karen, do you know this? Backlinko. Brian Dean. Brian Dean created 
the skyscraper article. He wrote the original book, if you like, where he wrote the original article. And if you Google the skyscraper article, you will find Brian Dean. Different from the other two, um, again, a commercial SEO guy, very, very good, very high quality. But his approach is slightly different. And it's something that you can actually apply yourselves. If you look at his site and you count the number of blog posts that he has written, and he ranks for some incredibly difficult terms. Interesting enough, one of the ones he talks about is white hat SEO, which has got my head spinning. Um, but he's only written about 30 articles, 30 blog posts on his whole site, and he's been going for years. What he does is he writes incredibly authoritative articles. And a skyscraper, if anybody hasn't actually figured out what a skyscraper is, it's tall and thin, right? It's tall and thin. It's a long article. So we're talking minimum 3,500 words. Minimum. It needs to be well illustrated. It needs to be well researched. It needs to be cross-referenced to authority. So Karen mentioned this before, and this is what I actually want to talk about, is Google, Brian, Google skyscraper, read that article and do it because it will actually help you massively. A couple of things to pick up from that and it actually plays into into HubSpot and, and HubSpot's methodology and, and how they talk. HubSpot, I just want to throw this in, HubSpot talk about personas and every time they mention personas or anybody in the room mentions personas, they talk about your ideal customer. It's an image of your ideal customer. What's you know, John's problem that you can solve? What's Kevin's you know, um, goals in his business that you can solve? What is that person doing that you can help them with? And that's fine. It's all absolutely fine. But if you want to rank on Google, you need to do that. But you need to do, have a diff another persona in the mix. You need to have an influencer persona. Because if you write your skyscraper article and it's wonderful and it's great and everything else, what you need is links coming back to that article from other people's websites. All right? That's how Google works. It ranks you based on the authority of what other people say about you. And it measures that by the quality of links that are coming back. Well, well and good. If you write a fantastic article, hopefully people will share it and it will get picked up. But you want links from other authority sites in your sector, in your industry. So let me take a simple example. Um, I mean, I work in, in biotech and pharma. And if you were to write like a, a wonderful, wonderful article on this, this drug that you're about to take to market, you probably can't say much about it because legal regulations and everything else, but you, you're talking about the industry, you're talking about the issues and everything else, and you've created it, and maybe your target might be a scientist within a lab who might be looking at this. It might be a um, um, healthcare professional. It might be somebody within a hospital with buying responsibilities. All those people want that, that article. It, it makes sense for them, absolutely. Are they going to share it? Are they going to put it on their blogs and their website? Some of them might. Most of them probably won't. They'll consume it. So you need to write it for them, absolutely. But think of it the other way around. If you were to write something about the industry, 
that you're in, and then you do outreach to the bloggers and the writers and the journalists and the commentators in that space, and you actively go after them, and if you research them before you actually write the article, they will share it, and they have authority, and they can help you. So that's another persona to throw into your mix. Go after influencers. It doesn't have to be everything that you write. It can be just one in ten of the articles. The rest can be normal persona stuff, but go after influencers. And that will allow you to rank in a competitive marketplace. And that's what Brian did with the skyscraper technique. He wrote this wonderful thing but then he went out to all the commentators in the SEO world, all the marketers, and said, look, I've, I've written the definitive article on this. And then everybody started writing about him. Yeah? And then everybody who was looking for it actually found it because everybody else was writing about him. So think about, think about that. <coughs> Authority content, I can't emphasize this enough. There's no point writing five articles a week if nobody really wants to read those articles. Research them, go after pain points, make sure that they are really high quality. If you want a book on the subject, um, go to Amazon and, and look for um, authority content. Australian guy called, um, called something or other, can't remember his name. Um, but he wrote the book on the subject, and he actually gives you a methodology for running an event like this for taking content, for taking video, and to turning it into something which you can actually use to rank. So, and keyword, we've mentioned keyword, I'm not going to get into metadata and keywords and everything else, but keyword research has changed. It used to be that you went after particular keywords and then long tail keywords and all this kind of stuff. It's not the way it's done now. You need to think about topics, and the way I think about this is that the algorithms that are backing up all of this, Google, well, pretty much just Google, um, are becoming more intelligent. They're becoming more human. They're becoming more like a human in what they understand and what they read. So don't write for the search engines. Write for people. And if you write enough and it's seen as quality, then it will get picked up. Um, before and after, HubSpot sort of talk about this now. Um, we've been actually doing this for two years, but who knew? Um, this is the traditional way of doing SEO, which is fine, and it works, and it's, there's nothing really wrong with it. You create blog posts tailored around long-term keywords. People go to those posts. You send them onto landing pages. You convert them, get them in the funnel. And that works for about 80% in a medium-level competitive market. If you want to go after really, really tough markets, you've got to change that around, and you've got to go through an authoritative um, model. And that involves building around a core topic. You've got to build something which stands out in your industry. You've got to research it. You've got to write it. You've got to illustrate it. It's got to be something special. And then you can write the blog posts around the subheadings around that topic, and you promote them in, in the same way. But that core article is something that you can actually go to a journalist 
go to somebody, go to an influencer and say, look, we've written it. This is what the industry standard was before. We've written the book. It's hard. None of this is easy. You can't push a button and hire a whole load of outsourcers and, and expect it to, to work overnight, right? You have to work hard because there's great gains to be had if you do it. And that's how you do it. That core topic probably shouldn't sit as a blog post. It should sit on your main core site. Yeah. And it should be referenced constantly by new blog posts, new, new articles, and new references. And they actually interest, if you want to get technical on it, it they should, they should cross-link. So all those blog posts are pointing to that core topic. The core topic should also reference back to the blog posts. So you end up with this network thing going on on the site. So that's all I've actually wanted to talk about today. Something, hopefully you can do some research. You can do some thinking. And hopefully today has been valuable. Um, before we actually wind up, is there any SEO type questions that anybody wants to throw at me? Go on, I've asked questions from everybody else. Oh, go on. Ah, ah. That, actually, that's a really good question. I'm, I didn't set you up for that, did I? No. Um, yeah, I will. Um, gated content. So the idea of gated content is HubSpot inbound methodology teaches you to create wonderful content but put it behind a landing page, right? So you end up with a give-get scenario. So you can have this wonderful thing if you give me your email address. You can have this other in, you know, wonderful thing if you come back and now you can have to give me your job title and then you can segment your marketplace. That was the whole inbound methodology up to now. It works. It, it's not, not pushing it down. That authority content, previous slide, is not gated. It is completely open. It has to be open because otherwise Google can't see it. So now, what do you do with your authority content? You've written this ebook, and people are seeing this thing, but they're not giving you your email address. So how do you get them into the funnel? There is an answer to this. Hopefully you're, you're waiting to hear it. Um, what we found, and we've done a lot of experimentation around this, is that you can take that ebook, you can take that thing that you've spent all your time researching, that's, sitting, that's still sitting behind a gate, you can publish it again, either as an authority piece or as a blog post. So you've got two forms of the same content. And inside the public version, you just have some calls to action that says, quite simply, if you like this, if you think it's valuable, you can hit this button, you can download it as a PDF to save later and spread among your colleagues, right? And all you need to do is to give me your email address to get that. Here's the strange thing. People do that. Even though they can read it and it's publicly available, they will convert because they see the value in the thing, because they could read it, and they want to put it on their desktop and keep it for later. They don't want to bookmark that page and go back and because they've forgotten it. Right? They want the thing as a PDF. They want it as a PDF. But you can put calls to action all the way through it, and we found that the conversion rates do not fall. In fact, in many cases, they go up. Because, uh, look, it's all about trust. Everybody else out there is making a lot of noise. Why do I trust you, this website? I've never seen it before. I've stumbled across it. Why do I, you know, you tell me you're, you know, you treat your customers better than everybody else. 
prove it to me. Well, here's the content. I can see it is really, really good. So you're getting over that hurdle of trust. You're making it open. You're helping people. You're giving them the ability to share. And they're much more comfortable then in sharing their information back to that give get. Does that answer your question? Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Anything else? Enough. Enough. Um, this is the end of today. Hopefully you found it valuable. The next one is going to be, we put it on the diary for the 12th of December. We're not quite sure where it's going to be. Um, we will send an email out to everybody inviting you. Uh, I do want some feedback. I'll send you an email form for you to fill in. Let me give you one, one request here. This was put together by White Hat because we wanted to um, educate and teach, but this is a community of HubSpot users, so you need to tell us what you want to hear. We can bring in experts, we can bring in other agencies, we can bring in people to talk, but without some feedback, we don't know what to do. We'll just make stuff up, right? Uh, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but tell me. If you also, if anybody here wants to talk, if they've got a story, if they've got something to share, it's absolutely fine. The only caveat to that is that you have to uh, actually attend an event before you speak at another one in the future. So you can't just randomly bring one of your team along and say, right, talk. Um, so you've got to be here. You've got to participate. And then I'm happy to open this up. I don't want this to be a white hat thing. I want this to be inclusive. All right. So hopefully you've had a good time. Thank you so much. Good.